Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition, the podcast that helps you eat clean so you can play dirty. Today's episode is all about the liver. Ah, yes, the humble liver, an organ that is certainly not talked about enough and most likely not prioritized in the needs looking after department. I have a feeling that after today, you'll be inspired to include a few extra delicious fresh foods in your diet to make sure that your liver is feeling the love. Now, the liver is a very complicated organ, so bear with me as I give you the basic science, and I say basic because there are textbooks written about the liver and its functions. Be sure to note down all of the liver-loving foods to help this absolute powerhouse organ. Let's do it. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. Prepare to be dazzled by the liver. So the liver is an organ which sits just under your ribcage on the right side of your abdomen. Just to put the greatness of this organ into perspective, the liver carries out over 500 functions. Let me just say that again, 500 functions and also has the ability to regenerate or rebuild itself. In fact, it's the only organ that can actually do this. Now, you can't live without your liver, but you can actually function with just under half of your liver, and it can also grow back to full size within a matter of months. Now, what does the liver actually do for us? Well, we'd be here all day if I wanted to list off the 500 functions that the liver performs. Instead, I'll focus on some of the main functions. Firstly, the liver produces and excretes bile. Bile is a digestive fluid that's stored in the gallbladder. Bile helps with digestion, so it breaks down fats into fatty acids. The liver excretes or gets rid of bilirubin. Bilirubin is a yellow reddish pigment that's formed after the breakdown of red blood cells. It travels through your liver, gallbladder and digestive tract before being excreted. The liver also excretes or expels cholesterol, hormones and drugs. It metabolizes fats, proteins and carbs, activates enzymes stores glycogen for energy as well as vitamins and minerals and it aids in blood detoxification and purification. So as you can see the liver plays a very vital role in our health. Now how does the liver work? The human body is exposed to an everyday onslaught of toxins both intentionally through the use of toxic household cleaning chemicals, cosmetics and pesticides and also unintentionally through exposure to things like air and water pollution, toxic deposits in food and plastics or through the overuse of recreational and non-recreational drugs. The liver plays a crucial role in detoxifying these molecules as most of these metabolites are lipid-soluble or fat-soluble and they're stored in the body's fat reserves for long periods of time. Now, these fat-soluble metabolites must be converted into water-soluble metabolites by the liver's detoxification pathways so that these toxic metabolites can be removed from the body. Now, if I've lost you, let me just say that again. Our everyday exposure to toxins puts our liver to work as it detoxifies these toxins. 
most of the toxins, which we will refer to as metabolites, are stored in our fat reserves for long periods of time. Now, these metabolites must be converted into water-soluble metabolites in order for the body to successfully remove them. They can only be converted into water-soluble metabolites by one of the many detoxification pathways of the liver. Now, there are two major types of reactions involved in the detoxification and metabolism of metabolites in the liver, and they're classified into phase one and phase two reactions. Now, I thought I'd give a brief overview of these pathways. Again, there are textbooks written about them. So when I say brief, I'll do my best. Let's kick it off with phase one liver detoxification. This is the first line of defense against toxins. Now, it consists of a group of enzymes known as cytochrome P450. These enzymes help neutralize substances like alcohol and caffeine. They offer protection by converting these toxins into less harmful ones. The byproducts of phase one liver detoxification can actually still pose a toxic threat to the body. If these toxins are allowed to build up and stay in the liver, they can actually cause damage to the body. It's the role of phase two liver detoxification to make sure that those toxins do not build up. But before we move on to phase two, phase one detoxification will help clear things like prescription drugs or amphetamines, over-the-counter drugs like paracetamol and ibuprofen, caffeine, histamine, so the chemical that causes symptoms of allergic reactions in the body, hormones, insecticides, arachidonic acid or animal fats, and tobacco. Okay, phase two liver detoxification. So phase two neutralizes the byproducts of phase one, which we know, and any other remaining toxins. So this is done by making the toxins water soluble. That way they can be excreted from the body. This process is known as conjugation. Glutathione, sulfate, and glycine are the primary molecules responsible for this process. Now, phase two detoxification can help clear things like paracetamol, pesticides, alcohol, toxic metals, tetracycline, which is an antibiotic, penicillin, antibiotic, and alcohol. Oops, I've already said that because it's very important. I'm saying it twice. Now, in order for our liver to work optimally and to detoxify metabolites successfully, there are a few things to consider. Now, I want to talk about some specific nutrients that you can include in your daily diet starting today that will give your liver a helping hand. I want to talk about glutathione. Now, firstly, the second phase of liver detoxification is heavily nutrient dependent, which means that it relies on vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other supportive compounds to actually help facilitate the detoxification process. Now, a really important nutrient, it's a uh, tripeptide if you want to get technical, is glutathione. Now, glutathione is made up of three amino acids, and we know that amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So it's made up of glutamine, glycine, and cysteine, and is absolutely vital in one of the primary routes of detoxification called glutathionation. It's so important that it's even in the name. To help this detoxification pathway, you can include foods such as avocado, spinach, and asparagus to give glutathione a bit of a boost. Now, foods from the brassica family, so cabbage, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, everybody's favorites, no doubt, also assist in phase two liver detoxification. Vitamin C. 
I feel like vitamin C comes up in basically every single podcast. Isn't it amazing? This antioxidant powerhouse is very important in the liver detox pathways. So it actually helps protect liver detoxification enzymes. So the ones that are created in phase one and phase two liver detoxification pathways. So it helps protect them from oxidative damage. Some research also suggests that vitamin C may play a role in toxin removal. So if you really want to boost your vitamin C, make sure you're popping these foods in your daily diet. Kiwi fruits, oranges and other citrus fruits, strawberries, blueberries, cranberries, not readily available in winter. So the frozen um, variety are also just as good. Broccoli, capsicum, pumpkin, grapefruit. Now, grapefruit also contains antioxidants that naturally protect the liver. So that's a win-win if you eat grapefruit. Next is sulforaphane. Now, sulforaphane is a compound found in cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbages, and cauliflower. If you haven't heard of it, no doubt you've smelt it as it's the sulforaphane that gives these vegetables their very distinctive and not always pleasant sulfur-rich smell. Sulforaphane has been identified as one of the most potent naturally occurring inducers of phase two enzymes. So enzymes are molecules, typically proteins. And in this case, they're the proteins that assist in phase two liver detoxification. I'm just going to pop green tea into this category too. Although it's not rich in sulforaphane, the antioxidants in green tea can also induce phase two liver enzymes, a great addition to the daily diet. Next on our list is bitters. Now, the many cells of the liver, known as hepatocytes, accept and filter our blood. These cells actually determine which nutrients should be processed, what should be stored, what should be eliminated, and what should go back to the blood. When scientists look at blood, and when they look at green foods, there is only one difference, one molecule of difference. So in the blood, it's hemoglobin or iron, And in green foods, it's chlorophyll. Now, similar to hemoglobin in humans, chlorophyll delivers oxygen to the plant. So that is the only difference between blood and green foods. How amazing is that? One molecule. So you can see that the perfect food for the human body is definitely green plant-based foods. So bitter greens help the human body to create healthy, vibrant cells, which then give us vibrant health and a disease-free body. It's the bitter greens that stimulate the production of the bile, which is an important part of optimal digestion. So try to include some of these in your daily diet. Things like rocket, spinach, kale, silver beet, turnip greens, rainbow chard, and even collard greens. Now, this is a question I do get a lot. Now, what can I avoid to help support my liver? Now, I want to talk about liver loaders. Liver loaders are things that actually put a load on the liver or make it work over time. We know how important the liver is and how many jobs it's done. And just in case you've forgotten, it's over 500. So when we consume things such as alcohol, tobacco, excessive caffeine, because just as a side note here, coffee can actually help to lower abnormal liver enzymes. And that's one coffee, not an excessive intake. But other things like trans fats, refined sugars, synthetic substances, this is when the liver must go to work immediately to help detoxify and excrete these substances. What this does is actually take the liver away from its daily tasks, 
all 500 of them. Now, a good example I like to use is estrogen. Estrogen is a naturally occurring hormone in the human body, and one of the liver's other jobs is to regulate and balance hormones. Now, let's say that estrogen is lining up and waiting patiently for its detoxification meeting with the liver, when all of a sudden, alcohol cuts the cue and gets in first. Estrogen waits patiently for alcohol to be done, when all of a sudden, refined sugar jumps the cue and pushes estrogen to the back of the line. The liver sees what's happening and says to estrogen, oh, I know you. The body made you, you're naturally occurring. Rather than waiting this cue, how about you just go back into circulation in the body and I'll just detoxify you when I get a spare minute. Estrogen politely obliges and is put back into circulation. Now here is the issue. If we keep loading our livers with the previously mentioned liver loaders, you know, the ones that keep cutting the cue, then the other substances that need to be detoxified are put back into the body to be dealt with later. But does later ever actually come? Not if we're constantly consuming liver loaders. So in this example, this is when estrogen dominance can occur or hormonal imbalances. So unless you reduce or eliminate liver loaders, the naturally occurring substances in the body will always be pushed to the back of the queue and may never be detoxified. So it's best to reduce or eliminate liver loaders. And just in case you missed the list, alcohol, tobacco, excessive caffeine, trans fats, refined sugars, and synthetic substances. It's time to talk general liver health. And we can't talk about general liver health without mentioning whole foods. Again, it's one of my most favorite things. Eat a balanced whole food diet. So a wide variety of fresh seasonal whole foods to make sure that the body is getting a wide variety of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants for your liver and also for your general health. Water. Hydration is the key to most things and liver health is no different. Limit alcohol, caffeine and sugary drinks and make sure that you're drinking at least two liters of water per day. Herbal teas are also a great way to get extra water in during the winter months. And remember the importance of green tea in phase two liver detoxification. Exercise. Exercise decreases stress on the liver. It increases energy and it helps to manage weight. And just as a side note, obesity is a risk factor for liver disease. So 20 minutes of movement each and every day is highly recommended. Now, remember, it doesn't have to be high intensity exercise. It could just be 20 minutes of movement. A good example of this is parking your car 10 minutes away from work. So you're walking to the office and then walking back to your car. If you feel like you can't fit your exercise in, this is a great way to do so. And sleep. During sleep, the liver is busy detoxifying, so it's very important to get enough high-quality sleep so the liver can focus on its cleansing function. So let's do a quick recap now. The liver is an incredible organ, one that we don't talk about enough or perhaps don't take care of enough. (laughs) The liver carries out over 500 functions and also has the ability to regenerate or rebuild itself. In order to take care of the liver, we must try to incorporate foods rich in glutathione, vitamin C, sulforaphane, and bitter greens. Now, in case you miss the foods, let's pop these into your daily diet. Things like avocado, spinach, asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, kale, rocket, silver beet, rainbow chard, citrus fruits, capsicum, pumpkin, and berries, just to name a few. Always make whole foods the foundation of your diet 
and be sure to drink at least two liters of water a day. Avoid liver loaders and make sure you exercise or move for 20 minutes each and every day. Always try to give your liver some love. Your entire body and your overall general health will thank you for it. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.